Welcome to the podcast. My name's Skip Clark, Skip Happens podcast host, along with Skip Happens podcast co-host Deb Lamphere, president and founder of the official country music fan club. This is the podcast that will bring you the stories. We will interview the incredible up-and-coming artists out of Music City. Also, we chat with the big stars and we talk about their journey to stardom. We also love talking to entrepreneurs. Not only that, it's people like you and I. That's all. And just remember, Skip happens. So get over it. Let's get right to the podcast. <laughs> oh, we can't get enough of that intro. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if I could say entrepreneur, whatever that is ever again. I don't know. I stumble over my own words. Teddy Rob, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Man, I'm good. I, I need to get me uh, one of those intros. That was I'll, awesome. I'll do one for you. I, I have my own voiceover studio here, too. We do a lot of that. Uh, you know, all of us radio guys, we got like irons in the fire all over the place. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, it's, it's always that just in case, if you know what I mean. Yep, I'm learning that about you guys. <laughs> exactly. Teddy, Rob, it's such an honor to meet you. We haven't spoken before. This is the first time. This is like an impromptu radio tour uh, type of thing. But uh, we got you on the Skip Happens podcast tonight. Um Heaven on Dirt is your single that is like climbing the chart like it's on fire. And uh, I know that's not your first single, but uh, that, that one's really kicking ass for you. Um, tell us a little bit about you, Teddy. Where are you? Describe your surroundings right now. Currently in Nashville. Uh, just got back actually last night. Went up <laughs> to Ohio, which is where I'm from, for Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. It's been a week there. And uh, I'm here for a night, and then I'm, I'm back on the road uh, tomorrow. What do you mean on the road? You're getting to play somewhere? Well, not exactly playing, but I'm going down to uh, do some radio stuff down in Florida. So uh, excited about that. I'm excited to – this is actually going to be the first uh, time I've taken a flight in about nine months for uh, for radio stuff. So, Oh, my gosh. Are you going to have to – I wonder if you're going to have to quarantine when you get back. I, I don't know how all that's going to work because the airline's pretty strict with all that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll do whatever uh, whatever it takes to, to get back to work. <laughs> well, they have they have that thing where you're supposed to test uh, three days before you get back on the airplane. Are you even going to be somewhere for three days long enough to do that? Man, I I don't know. I I do know I uh, I have the antibodies, so I feel good about it. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That is a good thing, especially if you're going to Florida, then you should be, you should be okay. Yeah. Let's <laughs> hope, my friend, my fingers are crossed for you. But it's a pleasure to chat with you here tonight. And uh, tell us a little bit about Teddy Rob. You're growing up. I know you played football for it a little bit, um, you know, and how you got into country music. I think a lot of that had to do with George Strait. But um, tell us all about that, would you? Man, I love that uh, that you said I'm growing up because that, that kind of <laughs> what it – that's what it feels like. I've been in, you know, I, I was first introduced to country radio really as an artist in like May of 2019. And that's what this last year and a half has kind of felt like. It's like growing up in front of everybody. But um, before that, I'm uh, from Akron, Ohio. Uh, well, little, okay. little, south, little suburb of Akron, but that's kind of the closest area anybody would know. Uh, and uh, I grew up fishing, hunting, uh, playing football. <laughs> being outdoors as much as I could. And I, I didn't realize that, you know, that that's what kind of country music is all about. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't, I had no idea. I, I grew up on classic rock 
And uh, it was when I was about 15, 16, I was dating a girl that said, if we're going to hang out, you're going to listen to country music. <laughs> and uh, I said, all right, well, I wanted to hang out with her. So uh, I started listening to country. And then it wasn't too long that I started realizing the lyrics in country were were just so relatable to my life. Mm-hmm. So I started paying closer attention, started learning the country stations. Uh, you know, I wasn't even playing music. I was, you know, just my head was all into, into football and right. wanted to, you know, get a scholarship and do all that. And uh, What position did you play in football? I was a defensive back and a wide oh, receiver. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. College, I was a wide receiver. So mm-hmm. there was and, a – what? What college? What college did you play football for? So, man, I was uh, I was a mess in college. I transferred, uh, I guess, twice. So I, I ended up graduating from Kent State, but played for uh, – I was at Akron for a year and then another school called Walsh. But, man, I was kind of a mess in college, to be honest. I, you know, I ended up finishing and getting my degree, but – all that while I uh, went through a heartbreak, uh, my saw my, my parents get divorced. Uh, I stopped playing football, which that was kind of my identity. And then uh, it was like my junior year. I just kind of felt like everything was <laughs> broken, picked up a guitar because I'd always wanted to play guitar. And that kind of felt like it was it put pieces back together for me. And all of a sudden I had this uh, this thing that I was really passionate about again and filled with life. And uh, I started doing open mics. And then that led to getting some paid gigs, which led to me thinking the crazy thought that uh, I should go to Nashville. So that, that's kind of how I ended up getting to Nashville. Uh, finished my degree in like 2012. And I wasn't, it wasn't, but you know, within the next year I was headed to Nashville. Awesome. So I have, I have a question. So if that were me and I just picked up a guitar and started playing, I mean, how do you know you can even like sing and sound well? And did you teach yourself guitar? I mean, for me, I probably people would look at me and say, uh, you know, don't let that be your day job kind of thing. <laughs> and here you are with, you know. I think I'd have screen. a few friends that, that would tell you they, they told me that back then. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's like anything else. You, you put your, you know, 10, 20,000 hours into something and it, it starts mm-hmm. getting pieced together. I loved it. In the beginning, I wasn't very good when I started singing and playing, but I knew that I found something that I loved. And through the last, you know, 11, 12 years, I just, whenever things got hard or challenging, I always just had that to go back to was, well, I just need to master this craft, this thing that I'm trying to figure out, this thing I love doing, the money and the deals and all that was, I just always kind of saw it as it's off in the distance, but right now, I just got to focus and just keep learning this instrument that I enjoy playing. So that was kind of always my mindset. I had a lot of conversations with my dad of, man, things are tough. I'm uh, struggling to put gas, you know, in my car <laughs> right now. They there. are looking sketchy, but we'd always come back to, well, wake up tomorrow and get a little better. Exactly. You know, dad, dad always has the right advice. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, get some rest, come back. We'll look at it later and it's all going to be good. Right. Yeah. Well, did they think, did they think possibly this was uh, basically like a phase for you seeing that you had such a rocky start to your college career? And a lot yeah. of people, I, I think probably thought that and, uh, mm-hmm. but it wasn't for them to decide whether that was true or not. That was for mm-hmm. me to decide. Good for you. I Absolutely. Knew, I yeah. knew I found something that I just, 
uh, when I, I when I when playing and when I'm singing and performing, I just wanted to figure out how I could do that more and more. God, that's great. Well, that's great. It worked out well for you, that's for sure. We got a long way to go still. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you picked up the guitar. What you said you were a junior in college when you picked up the guitar. So. I mean, you, you've learned it a little bit later on. Most, you know, a lot of artists, you know, they pick up a guitar at the age of six and then they take it from there. But, uh, you know, you already being in college, picking it up when you were a junior and you're, you, you know, concentrating on it and making it work because that was your dream. You knew what you wanted to do at that point and nothing was going to stop you. So, and, you know, now you've got the music on the radio and uh, you're on fire, dude. You're like, that song is gone. Man, I think that that, did something to where it put a, a chip on my shoulder too, of like knowing that I, all these people that I was around had all that experience from the time they were maybe five or six years old playing and singing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. So I always felt like I needed to wake up the next morning and practice and work on my, uh, you know, my craft. And I think that just gave me some really good habits to, you know, where when things start even and out, it's like, it's like when you're a kid and you're playing a sport and some kids are just, naturally bigger mm -hmm. and, and stronger and faster. But then when you start getting to be like a junior senior, if they didn't keep working and you are working as a kid, uh, I, you know, you, you start catching and then you can eventually pass them. And I, I just kind of related this to, to that feeling in sports where, you know, I, I'm like, all right, well, you were faster and taller and bigger, but I'm going to keep working and I'm going to get there. And then that, you know, you know, I gotta say being an athlete, uh, I think you have more of a an incentive to get things done. I think that athletes are known to be very persistent, outgoing, and making things work. And they will do whatever they need to do to make it work. And I can see that in you. So, I mean, but, you know, being a football player and all that, I mean, you're an athlete all through college. So that's cool. It teaches you so many things. Yeah. Uh, teaches you how to work with others. Uh, <laughs> adversity. Man, did you go? You, you learn quick to go through some adversity when you're, 16 17 and all of a sudden you you know you're have a losing team you got to figure out am i a loser or am i gonna we're gonna figure this out and get it together tell us about your snowboarding i heard i was reading your bio a little bit and says that you're an avid snowboarder yeah man i uh, i started i started skiing and snowboarding like i was like maybe three or four years old uh my mom would have the rope behind me and uh and then he, from you know the time I was a kid, we were going on ski trips, and I think I was in high school. And I'm like, I want to live in the mountains someday. So the opportunity came. I got a offered a gig to play music when I was like 24, 25. I'd already moved to Nashville, but I got offered this gig out in Colorado, in Vail, in a ski town at a at a resort place called wow. Peppy's. Really, really yeah. cool. You know, it's like. Badass little, uh, you know, it's like a resort, yeah, ho hotel, restaurant, bar, all the kind of stuff, ski shop, all in one. And when that opportunity came, I was like, you know what? I'm just young enough still to where I can go do something crazy and go live in the mountains for a year. <laughs> and so I did it, and uh, oh, wow. that was that was an amazing experience. And the craziest part of it is that at the end of that, I met somebody that led me back to Nashville and, awesome. you know, a couple connections later led me to my, uh, to my record deal. When we talked about snowboarding though, were you a, uh, one of those like wild and crazy guys that does the flips and all that crazy stuff, maybe like the extreme sports, the X games, or were you just pretty much kind of laid back and just kind of 
doing your thing going down the hill? Somewhere in between. I, I didn't do the, you know, the like X game stuff. The yeah. Yeah. the park is is painful. And I, I'd certainly tried it a few times and I, you know, got decent at it, but uh I was uh you know, I was always chasing after the powder man. I wanted to get in like the as far away from people in backcountry. And uh, you know, the one year I lived out there, I had like a hundred days on my board. So at oh. about 50 days of snowboarding, almost in a row, I started feeling like I could do most of the things I wanted. I was, you know, I dropped, I was dropping cliffs and doing some fun stuff, but I always tried to keep You're within nuts. what I could do. I, I knew I was confident that I was going to survive it if I was doing it. <laughs> Well, that's why I said when you're young and you have that energy and you have that mindset, like I could do this, you have no fear. That's where I was going. There's really no fear there. So you might as well go and enjoy yourself. Yeah. I have a little more fear these days. Well, I you <laughs> more fear. You kind of wonder if you do it. I could take my glasses off here, but um, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. So you're still doing it, right? Oh yeah. I still yeah. snowboard. Every, you know, I'll, I'll be going this year if I can. Uh, I went, Last year, uh, I'm just a little more cautious than I used to be, but I still love I'll, – I'll snowboard and ski until I can't do it anymore. Don't do anything that's going to jeopardize what you have going for you right now. I mean, you're living your dream. You're making it happen. The last thing you want to do is, uh, you know, kind of screw that up. So don't do that. Yeah, I promise. And I only only break a finger. You can break no, – no, not your finger. finger. Not your plank. No, you can't do that. Break a toe. Never mind. Yeah, break a toe. <laughs> but do you go back to Colorado each year? Yeah, yeah, I, I spent a lot going? of time in Colorado just because I know the mountains, I know the area, but I'm definitely for exploring and going to you know to new places. I want to, oh, I have some bucket list places that I want to try, but I just kind of mm -hmm. Colorado seemed like the uh, the place to go always. That's you know, on my bucket I, list. Yeah, I've never been. Colorado. I'd like to see that sometime. I've heard oh, a lot. Oh man, it, if you go uh, and you don't want to ski. Or even, well, if you don't want to ski, I would say go in the summer. Uh, it's so beautiful. I went out there for the winter, and I got through the season, and I was kind of thinking I'd go back to Nashville. And everybody that was out there was like, no, you got to stay for the summer, man. That's where it's that's where it's at. So I did end up staying for another, like, six months, and it was a magical summer. I just, you never, like, in the winter, you only snowboard and ski. In the summer, mm -hmm. I was rafting and oh, wow. biking and camping and hiking and just doing. There's an, an adventure for you every day. The river's got to be awesome. Going maybe white water rafting down through the mountains. That's got to be oh, yeah. cool. That's got to be. I so um, that's on my daughter's bucket list to do that in Colorado. I have an older daughter, and she wants to do the rafting and the hiking and the mountains and all that. So, hopefully, over the next year or two, that'll happen. So yeah. if you have any good recommendations, let us know. <laughs> I'll need your Vail's list. amazing. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I, I just, I lived in Vail uh, and, you know, it's kind of got a bit of everything. There's a ton of places that are amazing in Colorado, but, you know, just living there, I, I, I didn't venture too much because it kind of had everything right there. Let's talk about you as an artist a little bit now and the music that, um, that you're putting out. You've, you've put out several, several uh singles from what i've seen and now heaven on dirt is just you know that's the one that they, they called me and he said you gotta listen to this man this is good and i listened to it once and i went oh my god this is awesome i don't can you guys still see me there you go okay my All computer right. is like going on and off um but uh 
when they told me about Heaven on Dirt and I listened to it once, I said, this is a no-brainer. This song is awesome. Tell us about the background with that. Uh, did you write it? Uh, who did you write it with? So on and so forth. So I, I did my first EP, which was uh, the, the five songs that came before Heaven on Dirt. And that was, you know, talk about growing up. That was, a you know, all of a sudden I'm in the room with uh, Ben Fowler, Matt McGinn, and Shane McAnally. And they're oh, producing wow. it. I'm, I'm watching those guys, you know, help me make, the, you know, music out of these songs that I loved. And I think that discovering yourself as an artist takes a lot of years and, I love that EP. And I think, you know, for my first EP, there were some songs I really connected with on there. But then uh, hearing Heaven on Dirt, which is an outside cut, uh, even though I didn't write it, I connected with it so fast. I heard the demo and all like, I know I love a song when I can hear it and I kind of see the movie in my head. I'm like, you know, I'm all of a sudden transported back to my childhood growing up and I just really connected with that. And for me, country music is about when, when artists connect with a song and then believe in it. And I, I think you can tell when something isn't authentic. Mm-hmm. And this one, uh, this one for me, man, I, I, gr- I grew up on some land, was lucky enough to do that and being able to fish and hunt at a young age and learn to be an outdoorsman was was just uh, something I'll forever be grateful for. How did you um, actually get in writing with Shane McAnally? That's huge, Shane. I mean, he's you know one of the one of the biggest and one of the best. There's a lot of them out there, but he's he's right at the top of that you know that whole gang. So, how did that happen for you? A, a lot of luck, uh, <laughs> a lot of hard work, and uh, <laughs> you know some fate, and a little bit of talent, I guess. Uh, I was in I was in Colorado and I was kind of at a place where I was really struggling like I I was playing music out there and I was making a living doing it but I knew that I wanted to do more and I'd been at it for like five six years at the time and hadn't really made any connections Um, I just remember uh, I was supposed to play that night and I called off my buddy took the gig but I wanted to go watch him because I was kind of thinking in my head like I don't know if I can keep playing bar gigs. This is getting, it was just this lifestyle gets tough. Well, I'm sure. And uh, said a little prayer, if I, you know, to myself, am I supposed to keep doing this or not? And uh, a group of guys walked in and I offered my, my table to them. And one of the guys that was in that, uh, that group happened to be the CMO of the Grammy awards. And oh wow, I, I, we started chatting and I, you know, I, I didn't even know he worked in music, but I told him what my dreams were. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I don't know what I can do for you, but I might be able to connect you with some people. And I was like, oh, wow. He handed me a card. It's, you know, it said recording Academy on. And I was like, that seems like the real deal. I've never seen one of those before. <laughs> the raised ink and all that. Like, wow. Okay. This is the real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, you know, he just made a connection He, he back in Nashville with, with, uh, with a friend and, said, I just got a feeling about this kid. I don't know if you, would you take a meeting with him? So I went to Nashville, had a meeting, led me to a producer. And then one day he just called me up and said, Hey, I got a meeting. Look good. And, uh, I went in and that, uh, the head of the label was Shane McAnally and Jason Owen and wow. Katie McCartney. And I, I went in and, uh, that was my first time meeting Shane eventually <laughs> signed a developmental deal, did that for a year in 2017, eventually signed the full record deal. Nice. publishing deal and 
uh, I signed to Shane's, uh, you know, writing company as well. So congratulations. That's amazing. That's how I ended up in a, in a, you know, in a room with Shane, but yeah. So you're signed to monument, right? Yep. That, that's, that's fabulous. That's so cool. That's so cool. Now, do, do they pretty much tell you what to do or do you have a say in, in how all that works when you want to put out music? How does that work? And let me put it this way. As an artist like yourself, working with a major label like Monument, who makes the uh, decisions? Do you have some input on that or how does all that work? I think it's really collaborative. They're, they're smart. They, they, uh, you know, there's a, a, a few people that have been doing this a lo- long time, a lot longer than me that are, kind of figuring out plans and whatever I try to stay in my lane and, and make the music that inspires, you know, me first. And and then hopefully it'll eventually inspire them. And so, so on and so forth. I mean, I'm a part of the conversations and I, I want to learn about it. I'm growing up. They're all really smart and they, you know, they're, they're putting their, uh, you know, their skin in the game to, to help me have a, a career yes. in music and to be an artist. So I trust them. I give my input whenever I'm asked. And maybe sometimes even when I'm not, but but it's pretty collaborative. But that's how you learn, right? You have to, you you have to learn the whys and the why nots and what makes things tick and their planning and, and uh, you know, the route that they're going to take to get you to where you want to be. So, (laughs) yeah. You know, I like to see it like, you know, maybe they're just up a little bit higher in elevation. They they can look down on thirty thousand feet and see it a little clearer. And and maybe someday I'm up in the clouds with them, and and I can kind of see it a little more. But right now I'm, you know, I'm down here working on music and and trying to you know figure out who I am as an artist. Mm-hmm. Every once once in a while, do you have to pinch yourself? Like, is this really happening? Because you know, you, you know, I can't say it enough. Heaven on Dirt is is doing what it's doing on the radio, and it's like. That's really happening. Do you have to pinch yourself every once in a while and just kind of, wow, this this is really happening. This is like taking off. Definitely, and uh, you know, I've I've had those moments. Right now, I feel so you know just kind of focused and locked in on on what we need to do. Uh, we, I, I've got big goals. I, I would be lying if uh, you know if I if I said I didn't. I I, just, right. I really feel like we've got a shot to do some amazing things. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very thankful for where I'm at, but I'm mm-hmm. really excited about where we're going. Yeah. And uh, when I was online and I was talking to Deb about this as well, uh, looking at some of the things that you had done, it was just about a year ago you were on the Today Show, you and the, you and your band, I believe. And, and yeah. now I think back, you know, I think I saw that. And so that so was definitely all together. It's like, wow. So. How was, I mean, it was that the first time having, you know, that's like major network television. Was that a first for you? So in like back-to-back weeks, I I played, uh, or I sang the national anthem at the Packers stadium. And then the week after that, I went on the Today Show. And talk about some uh, emotional highs and trying to, that was the first time I experienced being an artist where you're at such a high and then it kind of, you know, slows down and we went into the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Have learning how to deal with those, and uh, I mean that what a roller coaster that was. I, 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 no matter what happens with the rest of my career, that was such an amazing opportunity getting to be on the Today Show. Wow, I probably saw that because I watched that show religiously. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. They have so you up at the sweet. crack of dawn. And, 
and shout out to them because you never know what's going on behind the scenes and everything with the, with mm-hmm. these shows. But they were so professional and just so generous and kind to me while I was there. Uh, Hoda and Jenna are just everything you think about them and more. You know, you're not the only artist that has said that. So, I mean, they, they're the real deal as well. And, you know, they respect you. You respect them. It all works. So that's cool. Singing the national anthem at the Packers game. I mean, was that the first time you had an opportunity to do that? Or, you know, th- that was back when the stadiums were full, I'm sure. And it oh, yeah. was that nerve wracking? That's the most nervous I've ever been in my yeah. entire life. Uh, no matter, you, <laughs> you could say any other moment I can go to that one. Uh, it, it was like 85,000 people and it was a night Ooh. game and I'd never sang it ever <laughs> no. for anyone. Dude, that's, oh the hard, that's the hardest song to sing. Ask any artist and they all sweat it out. It doesn't matter how it, how experienced you are, how many times you've sung it. Each and every time is a little bit different and it's the hardest song to sing. So I was on radio tour and I was, uh, you know, up near Green Bay and I had a really great visit and I was on that day and I was singing good and they, uh, they're like, Hey, can you sing the national anthem? I'm like, sure. Why not? <laughs> and, uh, they go, okay, good. We need someone for the Eagles Packers game Thursday night. Uh- <laughs> yeah. And I thought to myself, what the hell? What did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> Did but one great exposure though you pulled it off you 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 had it so yeah it was awesome. Are you a so, uh, a fan of the Packers? Are you a cheesehead by chance? Oh yeah, uh, uh, more I, now than ever. But I grew up watching Brett Favre, so oh uh, okay. Well, that explains that. I got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. So that was your taste of um what uh, a preamp of what it's going to be like when you're playing in the stadiums night after night after night with an audience that big. Got a little taste. It was. It was like a little miniature taste. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I'd like to have some more. I'm um, sure. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we're talking with Teddy Robb tonight here on Skip Happens. And again, thank you for joining us. But I, I noticed you've got your guitar close by. Uh, would you like to play us something? I do. Sure. I w- we would love to hear something. I mean, it's your choice what you want to play, but uh, we would definitely love to hear something. Well, I think I probably should uh, should sing the the single that I have, you know, that's on the radio right now. You're going to say the national anthem. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. No, no, no. That's okay. Go ahead, sing the single. Okay. This heaven on dirt. My daddy used to curse at ground. But he still put the money down on a shotgun trailer house on the outskirts of a town nobody knows. Born blessed, but I couldn't tell. Grew up fast and fought like hell to get out of there anywhere. I didn't care, but I had to go. Might be a little rose-colored glasses, but it seems like every year that passes, I'm thinking more about way back when, I didn't know it back then, but it was heaven on dirt, ain't no place on earth, like that 48 to fly, the way you talk to God, cause your cell phone did 
I kissed my first love in the front yard on the hood of my first used car. Had some good nights with some good friends and mud tires on holy ground. I moved out and we lost touch. I didn't know we meant so much, but you don't know what you're missing when you ain't around. You don't know what you got till they tear it down. No. It was heaven on earth. Ain't no place on earth. Like that 40 acre pine where you talk to God because your cell phone didn't work. It might not be for everyone. That red still runs in my blood. The beer was cold. The trucks were old. The dust was gold. Heaven on dirt. Oh, it was heaven on dirt. Might not be the little rose colored glasses. Seems like every year that passes. Thinking more about way back when. I didn't know it back then. It was heaven on dirt, ain't no place on earth like that 40-acre plot where you talk to God cause your cell phone didn't work. Might not be for everyone, that red still runs in my blood. The beer was cold, the trucks were on, the dust was gold, it was heaven on dirt. Oh, it was heaven on earth. Wow. See? There it is. You never get oh, tired of that either, do you? What? You never get tired of playing that either. No, no. I just, I need to play it more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think I, uh, I think I forgot a lyric. I'm like, man, I need to, I need to get out and play this more. <laughs> Well, Ed, we didn't know. I just thought it was awesome. Of course, yeah. the words are great. You know, the beer, the beer is cold. The trucks are old, and uh, wow, that that is so cool. It's so cool. Well, it's so great. I was just double checking my numbers to make sure I remembered, but that already has over a million hits on Spotify, and that doesn't yeah. even include wow. the Apple Music and and all the other uh, streaming services out there. So, congratulations. Yeah, Spotify. They're they're smart for giving those us those numbers. They're the only one that lets it be public to you know how many streams you have. So. I think it's fantastic. I, I mean, it's like yeah. people see that, and then you know that's how your word gets around, and other people are following, or other people listening to. That's that's a great marketing strategy for them too. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody who anyone who's playing this song. You know, you're you're uh, you're just helping me out so much and helping. Uh, my dreams come true, so I appreciate any uh, anyone who's watching who's in the well, streaming business or radio. You, you know, know from, a, from a radio standpoint, we as programmers thank artists like you for giving us the great music. So it works both ways because we can't do what we're doing without great artists mm -hmm. like you and others. So, you know, it all comes together. That's, you mm -hmm. know, all for each other. So that's that's you know we talked about growing up a little bit earlier and i just that's what i'm learning about this industry is it is so intertwined and i, I think that just makes it even that much more important to treat everybody good and 
be kind to each other because we're, you know, we're going to see each other again at some point or another. Mm -hmm. You know, you were, um, you were talking about Spotify here just a moment ago, but think about this whole pandemic thing that's going on, the COVID. Um, that has actually increased the numbers. People are streaming more. People are, you know, getting their music from a lot of different avenues now. I mean, that's the that's one side of the pandemic where an artist has got to go. Man, this is pretty cool because now I've got there's more people listening to this, and my numbers are going up, and more people are getting to know me. You know, all that uh, the pandemic thing is that's the good side of it, I guess. There's some silver linings on it. Uh, yeah. You know, I I just can't not talk about or, or think about how much, how tough it's been on the music industry as a whole. Uh, you know, I'm definitely happy that we've been able to get our music heard maybe a little more on certain platforms, but, uh, it's, you know, I can't ignore that. It's just crushing for musicians right now in the, the live side of things. Uh, it's, it's brutal, but my, I gotta hope that it's like a slingshot getting pulled back. Right. And, and when, when things kind of start going back, I just believe that people are going to be there for the musicians and the artists and everything that, you know, we've, that's been kind of taken from us over the last year. Uh, we're going to be pretty excited when it comes back and uh, everybody's going to be, we're going to be excited uh, for you. We're all going to be there. It's going to be, yes. But uh, let's when the first uh, big happen. concerts start getting going, forget it. I think there's going to be, it's just going to be, uh, I don't even know what the word is. Chaos everywhere. Cause people will be so excited to be out and, Yep. listening to music again. So. What have you, um, with this whole pandemic thing, have, um, have you done it? Have you learned how to do anything new? Maybe like um, how to hang the shirts in the closet or anything like that? anything crazy like that? Have you been able to uh, get new habits? I don't know if they're habits, but you know, yeah, I, <laughs> a few things come to mind, uh, not in any particular order, but I've gotten uh pretty good at making some uh, some whiskey drinks nice i've gotten in, i've gotten into the whiskey uh some manhattans and some old fashions if uh if you're interested yeah. i'll make one sometime oh uh, that, so man. that that's been a nice little uh thing i've learned I, I already liked whiskey but just being home and having kind of that time to really learn how to make a good drink with uh that was really fun uh and especially in those first months was uh there was a lot of that going on uh man i uh i'm i'm an okay guitar player you know i uh i play acoustic quite a bit but okay i picked up the electric uh during the pandemic more than ever i've kind of always dreamed wow. it started off for me i wanted to be an electric player and mm -hmm. and I, I spend about an hour every morning on this guy so that's been just a, an absolute uh blast it's been a piece of therapy for me it's been you know it's been awesome. So that, and, uh, since June, I, I've just, I think I got to a place where, you know, I hadn't spent this much time by myself in a, you know, in a long time. And especially with radio tour and everything last year, where you constantly getting put somewhere and you've got someone almost kind of yeah. with you at all times. Sure. There was just some, you know, and nothing too major and not don't really need to get into it, that side of it. But there were some things I wanted to change or fix. Uh, the best way I could say is maybe I was always chasing after this person that I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of got tired of chasing after him. And, and around June, I made some decisions to maybe catch him. And uh, 
that's mental therapy, you know, mm-hmm. physical, mental. And uh, I just, you know, have spent a lot of time trying to get myself to where I'm kind of living a life that I'm proud of and to be proud of myself. So I spent some of that time uh, during the pandemic pandemic to do that. Yeah, that's a good thing. I think we've all taken a a different look at ourselves. We look in the mirror and go, okay, I need to change this or I want this. And we've got time to do that now. So it makes you a better person. It's it's that reset. I call it the reset. You know, you sit back a little self-evaluation and you figure out what's important to you and what are the things you can let go of and what are the things you're going to maybe improve on or just change about yourself. And we, I think we've all experienced that to some capacity. I think we've been forced to a little and, Mm -hmm. you know, we've kind of been given this choice of going one way or the other. And I I think we all had to look at ourselves and go, you know, who do I want to be in, uh, uh, you know, everybody's decision in their own. I just, you know, I think oh, through this, I, I've tried to make some uh, some lemonade out of the lemons. <laughs> well, you're doing it very well. I think you have. Um, you know, you're no stranger to radio, I think, because I did a little bit of homework. You were a, did you work in a radio station or you interned in a radio station back in the day? My first gig in radio, I was an intern at our local radio station in Akron, WQMX. Okay. I was just falling in love with country music and they were playing it. So I, I went and, uh, you know, tried to get an internship, got it and started going to the, you know, different events and shows yep. and whatever. And, you know, they knew I had dreams of being a country artist someday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget them providing the opportunity for me to go see Dirks Bentley. Oh, wow. Okay. And he said uh, at his show, he, I know there's somebody out there who believes they can do this. And I just want to tell you, you know, it's possible. I remember him talking about that. And I thought, he's talking to me. Yeah. And I, I moved to Nashville not too long after that. Yeah. You, were the, you were the guy that put the wheel on the table and put all the prizes out for everybody, right? Didn't you work in the promotion side of yep. that? <laughs> Made sure the jock was all good to go. And, uh, okay, you're good. The wheel's up. Prizes are out. All that's good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that's great, though. I mean, what a way to get your foot in the door. And I think that also benefits you or anybody in your shoes, anybody that does that, because you get to know what the other side is like a little bit. You know what? You know, okay, this is what they do in the radio station. This is how this works. So I think, you know, that also works for you as an artist. Man, there's there's so much that goes on in radio that I had no idea about. But I'm glad I got that little glimpse into it before moving to Nashville. Tell us about the radio tours, though. Did you, I mean, getting up at three in the morning, possibly to, to be at the radio station at six and being Mr. Happy to be on the morning show. Was that difficult or is that difficult as an artist? There, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. You know, okay. I, I remember going on a stretch where I was getting about two hours of sleep a night for maybe like five days. And, oh. and I was just kind of. <laughs> almost like a zombie and you, but you're expected to be, you know, be on, be on. And the thing that is that, you know, feels good about it is that, you know, like guys like Kenny Chesney and and Mm -hmm. Tim McGraw, they they had to do it too. And it's almost like a rite of passage, but it's also an an incredible opportunity to get to meet all of the industry in a short amount of time. I was so grateful. I love to travel. So I got to see the world or at least our country in a, you know, 
on somebody else's dime kind of, you know, I got to, I got to go around and, and just see all these places that I'd never seen before. And I loved every bit of it. And I honestly, I even loved the challenge of getting two hours of sleep and having to, you know, drink some coffee and be at a station at eight 30, eight, sometimes seven 30 in the morning and be, you know, ready to sing. I, I loved the challenge. It was, you know, it was brutal at times. Yeah. But that's just if you want to do this, you know, unless you have something, you know, an anomaly happen, you got to go through it. And I love that about country music. I think that is what makes our format so special. You know, when we could do it and the artists would come through on the radio tour. I always look forward to that just to say hello. And I, I kind of figured it, it it was tough on the artists like yourself. But for you to take that initiative to come by and visit the radio station really means something. I know there's other people that may disagree with me, but if you're coming by to say hello to me you know, come on in, let's talk. Let's, let's find out more about you because I believe everybody deserves a fair chance. And, you know, I'm not going to shut the door on anybody or anything like that. It's like, that's cool. That's really cool that you did that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, if you ever pass through Syracuse, I can assure you, we won't have you get up at, you know, all hours of the morning. <laughs> I'm on in the afternoon. So yeah. <laughs> we'll do an afternoon run for you. <laughs> Perfect. I love the afternoon runs. I don't mind mornings as much anymore. You know, I'm in a yeah. pretty good habit of, of getting up and you know all that. But mm -hmm. have you ever we been all got to into music for a reason? You know, true. <laughs> I got into music because have... I like you know being up late. He likes being up all night long. I like being up late. You know, there's the reason there you I go. love country music. Yeah. No, that's that that's true. Being up late and having a a drink, like a whiskey drink. So that is, yeah. um, kind of have you been through the Northeast? Sorry, Skip. I just no, no, ask him what kind of whiskey, uh, Teddy. I'm into Angel's Envy right now. Oh, it's uh, man, it, it that's Ooh. been such a, a great one, but you know, kind of Woodford got me going. That was like one of my first that I really was like, oh, this is a this is this is different. Nothing against Jameson, I, I think it you right. know, stuff like that, there's definitely a place for it. And, there was a place for it for me in college. Uh, <laughs> it kind of stayed there. Uh, <laughs> once you start having some fine whiskeys, it's like, you know, you just kind of realize, but yeah, yeah I, I love Knob Creek, uh, Woodford, Angel's Envy. Mm. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. good stuff, I mean, Angel's is like smooth. I'm oh gosh. It's so smooth. And it, it just keeps getting better. Like you're, you're like every sip you take it. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Never, never mind. Uh, I was going to go. Um, no, you don't even want to hear it. All right. So you've got your guitar with you, as we mentioned before. Can we get one more tune out of you or no? Sure. What do you think, Deb? Oh, of course. Could All not right. be well, without a second song. Then we'll wrap it up. But uh, we got Teddy Robb on Skip Happens here tonight with Deb Lamphere and myself. And, uh, you know, you heard Heaven on Dirt just a little while ago. And now let's let's get another tune out of him. We've been talking about all this uh, whiskey. I got to play this new song I just wrote. Uh, I, I've got, you know, <laughs> some songs out that maybe I should play instead of this, but I, I just wrote it and I'm always, you know, I'm always kind of looking forward I, and I, I'm looking forward to this song. Okay. I, I love whiskey. I haven't, you know, I'm not shy about it. Uh, I think it's, uh, it, it's like certain alcohols do different things to different people. Whiskey's good to me. So I, that's why I, <laughs> and, uh, I just got to thinking, but there's one thing, you know, whiskey can't maybe, do it. And that's what this maybe, 
Okay. Oh, go ahead. Go for it. What'd no, you say? Saying, off the air, we'll find out what, what, why whiskey is good for you or what okay. it does for you. <laughs> it just soothes me. I, I get in a good, it puts me in a good mood. So um, just, just called, this is whiskey can. This is what it can do. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Press your lips on my lips like a bottle Tonight I'm gonna drink you up Keep pouring that beautiful on me With you girl there's no too much You got the whole room spinning You got my heart racing I've seen a lot of things But nothing like you baby I've been three sheets to the wind, but I ain't never been this strong. Never had a harder time getting out of bed or waking up. I feel something different when I got you in my hands. There ain't a better buzz, girl. You do what the whiskey can. Way you peel that shirt off like a label. Maybe I can hardly walk a straight line. Yeah, you make me wanna turn the lights down low. Say your name. Pull you close, fall like rain. Cause I've been three sheets to the wind, but I ain't never been this strong. Never had a harder time getting out of bed or waking up. I feel something different when I got you in my hands. There ain't a better buzz, girl. You do what the whiskey can. Whiskey can. Whiskey can steal your heart. In the dark, in a dress, with a kiss, ain't a chance, you do what the whiskey can. Cause I've been three sheets to the wind, but I ain't never been this strong. Never had a harder time getting out of bed or waking up. Yeah, I feel something different when I got you in my hands. There ain't a better buzz, girl. You do what the whiskey can't. The whiskey can't. Wow. Hey, we got a sneak peek of something. Yeah. yeah. I love I, getting a sneak peek. Yeah, I got a good feeling about that, dude. That's oh, mm -hmm. All right. Wow. When did you, you just wrote that? Yeah. Like, like a week or so ago. All right. You just wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> just last week. Yeah, I was just sitting around the house making notes. And, hey, I had a song. That's cool. That's cool. While well, I was drinking my whiskey. So there you go. Wow, dude, that's that's awesome. Number one, you got the great voice. You you've the lyrics, the words, everything goes together well. It tells a story. And uh, dude, that's what country music's all about. We know that. So and you're doing it right. That's not whiskey. That's water. I'm drinking water tonight. I know. I, yeah. Monday night. 
I'll wait till uh, till work is done. There you go. We don't call this work. We just have a lot of fun. We get to know the great artists like yourself. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of those, uh, you know, check in with us here on the podcast. You can always go to skiphappens.com and see who we've had. We've had Martina and Pam tell us. And, you know, uh, we had Pat, the legendary Pat Boone on one night. I mean, it's just so cool that Deb and I get to talk to these stars like yourself and, and all that, you know, some of the legendary artists and some of the brand new brand spanking new artist so it's kind of cool it's cool to hear the uh, you know the background to go behind the artist so to speak and find out where they're from and they're growing up and why you're doing what you're doing and all that good stuff so well um we sure appreciate you you know having us and giving us a platform and an opportunity Mm -hmm. to talk about it yeah and that's you know here's another this is part of that silver lining of the pandemic is we weren't doing a lot of these before like this and now once the pandemic set in it's like this, you know, I, I said, you know, we got to get these artists out there and Deb doing what she does and her passion and dedication for the format, me doing what I do. I said, you know, let's get these artists, let's get them on the, got them, get them on the podcast and have our viewers and our listeners and, you know, get to see and hear these, these artists. So it's just, it's an avenue that you wouldn't have otherwise. And I know there's a lot of people doing it. So do all that you can get yourself out there and you've got to, you know, like I said, that song is uh, climbing the chart rather quickly. So that's cool. Hey, before we let you go, <laughs> you know, I got this list of questions. All right. So all right. I, I know as an artist, everybody does the rapid fire thing or whatever, but I have a list of 25 questions and I usually, <laughs> wow. What do you I see? Deb thinks I'm nuts. Uh, no, I, no, no, no. The poor guy. I mean, he's like, oh my God, 25 questions. Oh no, it's not 25. We only do a few of these, but you pick a number between one and 25 and I'll ask you that question. So whenever you're ready, Teddy. Pick Six. A uh, turkey, duck, or deer hunt? Deer. Okay. Pick another number. Good. Uh, 10. Oh, for secret services purposes, what would be your code name? Lance. Lance. Mm-hmm. Why Lance? Yeah. That. yeah. That's yeah. like somebody that, you know, hey, get a hold of Lance. La- short for uh, Lance Romance. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Not even There's gonna... definitely a story behind that. We have to find you out. You notice I'm going to move on. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Pick another, another, another number. <laughs> 15. All right. 15. Here we go. Uh, oh, dude. What's your go-to dance move? Oh man, not too much. Yeah, not a, not a whole lot going on. You know, just keeping it, keeping it in my lane. Yeah, from guy to guy, I don't blame you, man. Just I'm like that. All right, let's do another one, another couple here. Give me another. Uh, Twenty-five. What's the name of the podcast? That's pretty easy. Skip happens. All right, pick another one. <laughs> uh, Twenty. Fried or hot chicken? Fried. You don't like the hot stuff, huh? Uh, just depends. I grew up, you know, where I'm from, Barberton, Ohio. Uh, it's yeah. like, I think we're the capital of fried chicken, man. I got like, We got the best stuff. All right, let's do one more. Uh, one. It's too easy. Favorite drink to fill your solo cup with? I think I already know the answer. I think you already got that one. Yep. All right, let's put that. All right, do one more. One more. Two. <sighs> Three. <laughs> Uh, so you're a uh, all right. No, go on. How about you pick one? You no. pick yeah, one. you pick one. That's what I was okay. gonna say. All right. You pick okay. One. okay, all right. Because you've been doing a lot of writing, what's the hardest word you've tried to rhyme in a song? Oh man, 
Gosh, we were just laughing about this in a right the other day. I'm like, there's nothing for this. <laughs> Maybe we could help. Well, I know orange is a tough one. Orange. Mm-hmm. But orange. that's not what it orange. was. And honestly, I'm I'm upset that I'm just drawing a blank on it. That's all right. Laughing about this like last or two weeks ago because we were tr mm -hmm. trying to rhyme something. Like, there's we've got nothing for this. You know, yeah, if I think we changed uh, the word. It was so tough. Yeah, I think the the harder you think, the harder harder it is to figure out a word. I think mm -hmm. you just gotta kind of let it go for a little bit, and then all of a sudden you have. Yeah, it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll text you guys what that is. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, please do because we might be able to come up with a suggestion. I don't know if I would. Just to see. <laughs> I don't know. We've been chatting with Teddy Rob tonight, and uh, Teddy, uh, what's your website, dude? TeddyRob.com. Well, that was pretty straightforward and pretty easy. That's pretty straightforward. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, they, you can find everything out about Teddy. His bio's on there. His music's on there, I would assume. Uh, when he hits the road again, you're going to see where he's going to be and when he's going to be there um, and all that stuff. Uh, merch. Do you have merch on there, too? I think there is some merch on there, yeah. You got to take a look. But uh, if yeah. there is, we, uh, especially during this time uh, with the pandemic, the artists uh, definitely like Teddy. They all need a little bit of help, so... You know, if you could go on and get yourself a shirt or whatever they may have, uh, some sort of merchandise that helps the artists out uh, just a great deal. But, Teddy, you're really awesome, dude. It's been such a pleasure to uh, chat with you here tonight uh, to get to know you. Um, man, I hope I hope our paths cross rather soon. I know Deb's in Nashville quite a bit. I get there. Uh, well, I don't know when I'm going to be there now. We're kind of I'm kind of stuck here. <laughs> so but uh, do, you, do you play often in Nashville? I mean, maybe not obviously like on Broadway, but do you play outside of that area at all? I've been doing quite a few uh, writer's rounds lately. So, you, mm -hmm. you know, you can catch me getting up and singing a few originals and yeah. uh, doing that quite a bit. I I've been playing the listening room quite, quite oh, yeah. often lately. We love the listening. Oh, yeah. Love I love that, that place. Okay. Too. All right. I'll be back there in January. So I'll have to check your schedule out. All right. Look me up. She's going to have to point when she comes home. <laughs> thank you guys so much for having yeah, me uh, yeah. I, I just i again i repeat what you said i cannot wait to, to meet you in person and find my way out in uh sacramento skip and deb thank you guys sacramento syracuse syracuse dude where the dude, snow is it was like on the other coast where's syracuse actually head, i was in i was in california with you guys this whole time <laughs> oh that's so funny i was gonna say that's see now is it out there <laughs> hey you know yeah. it's you know, <laughs> we always tell people come here in the summer because you know it's winter a long time here, but you could actually come in the winter because we could go skiing. That's so funny. Syracuse, Syracuse, mm -hmm. Syracuse, home of the orange, Syracuse University, mm -hmm. the Northeast. We have full four seasons and uh, we get a whole lot of snow. Dude, you would love mm -hmm. it if you snowboard, you would love it here because hey, I'm, we, don't I'm ready. we don't have the mountains mm -hmm. in Colorado, but still, there's places. Yeah. Oh, we have the ski slopes and stuff, of course. We, we could hey, ski. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I bet you are. Good. You know what? I, I think Nashville had snow today. We did. We got about it. maybe an inch. Wow. Oh, my God. City must have closed down. Blizzard. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> all closed. All right, Teddy, we're not going to keep you. Um, we're gonna we're gonna sign off here. Thank you so much for joining us. Hang out afterwards for just a minute. If you if you go away, come back on because we just want to talk to you with the mics off. So um, 
All right, get some info. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Make sure if you're watching this, you're listening, uh, check out Teddy Rob. Listen for the single Heaven on Dirt. It's huge. It's big. It's just growing. It's on fire. I don't know. I'm trying to think of all these words. But anyways, it's crazy. It's crazy good. So, Teddy, thank you. You're awesome. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Good night, everyone. <laughs>